Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally with using fine motor and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Talking functional life skills, tools, and tips and advice and practical measures how to go about dealing with our kids and ourselves. Everyone around us, especially at this crazy time of the corona craze, some sane tips for insane times, especially with today's topic, talking some ideas of how to help with anxiety, especially for kids and some activities for OT month. Happy OT month. Welcome to OT month. April is Worldwide Occupational Therapy Awareness Month. So if you know of anyone that needs OT or wants to hear more about OT, feel free to send them the show and to spread OT to everybody out there. So let's talk a little bit with the help of YourTherapySource.com, some tips for kids with anxiety, especially in our nowadays crazy era. And then we'll talk a little bit with the help of the OT Toolbox, some activities for OT Month. So anxiety can be very difficult for all of us, but especially children, resulting in considerable stress with negative consequences on daily living skills. Many children with comorbid conditions, more than just anxiety, other conditions as well, such as autism spectrum disorder or intellectual disabilities, are at greater risk for anxiety. Parents, teachers, and children can learn strategies to help deal with anxiety. The strategies to help children with anxiety can be proactive, communicative, and reactive. So proactive, it's always better to be reactive in general. The goal of these strategies is to prevent the anxiety from occurring. Some suggestions are using visual schedules, talking, explaining, relaxation relaxation techniques, and physical activities. You know, there's all the yoga and the mindfulness and the tai chi and deep breathing. Deep breathing techniques are really great. There's also guided imagery and visualizations to picture yourself in certain scenarios. It actually really works. So you did that in grad school a lot, especially on my fieldwork for mental health. We tried that a lot and we would visualize walking through a rainforest or walking on the beach, walking in an area we felt really calm and really at peace. And that can help people. A lot of times they say, go to your your peaceful spot, go to your Zen spot. And some people will say it's lying on a beach with no one else in between two trees on a hammock with a, um, a mojito or a fake alcohol drink like us if you don't uh, if you don't do that or whatever drink you like whatever thing you like whatever image you can you can men- you can materialize can help you calm down it can help you cope and for kids if you ask them if you ask them to think about their happiest memory their happiest place even when they're little little they could think of maybe they're they're running around Disneyland or they're running around their backyard or they're swimming in the pool if they could just think of one thing that's a good image a calming image that could help visualize and also deep breathing is very easy and very good when you go in you hold it for a few seconds and then you breathe it out for a few seconds using the hands to bring in on inhalation and then using your hands to push it out on exhalation also works different breathing techniques are possible to help you out with being proactive then there's also communication strategies it's important to help children develop self-management self-regulation and social interaction skills strategies in this area focus on encouraging children to identify their emotions and forming a controlled emotional response a visual scale can be used to help children to identify emotional states you know they have the pain analog scale and the pain visual scale why not have the emotional analog scale and the emotional visual scale there also is the how is how am i feeling how's my engine running today that's used for children with autism but could be used for anyone and you could use that not just for how how 
you know, stressed out are you or how much energy do you have? But what is your, fa- what is your feeling today? I remember walking to one of my classrooms and I really liked it. It would show if I'm happy, it shows that I'm green. And if I'm like a little nervous, it shows that I'm yellow. And if I'm blue and if I'm like sad, I'm blue. And if I'm angry, I'm red. Different emotional states for different colors just to identify how the child is feeling in the classroom, how the child is feeling in the home. And for the engine talk, that's when there's, I'm really, I'm feeling really ready to go, ready to, to take on the day green. I'm feeling like I'm I'm a little burnt out. I'm a little tired. Is is yellow, and I'm feeling angry again. I'm feeling mad, upset. Is also red. So those colors can be used for emotions. Can be used to ha- for how kids are feeling, and it can be used as a visual scale and emotional scale, not just for pain scales they use in the hospitals and different settings, but could be used also in the home and the classroom to identify emotional states. As an example, giving to you. There's also reactive strategies in order to manage anxiety. Once it occurred already, try distraction quiet time, calming techniques, having fun and comfort strategies. And there are many techniques besides for just visualization and besides for um, just thinking about imagery and thinking about deep breathing. There's also, you know, journal writing and there's the, there's also trying to calm corner or, you know, coloring or listening to music, things like that to help a person feel comfort and to have them quite just different ideas, especially in such anxious times. We also want to bring to you different activities for OT month with the help of the OT toolbox, a fantastic reference site and a fantastic um, OT that deals with giving out different activities and the like. She has a great website, Colleen over there on the OT toolbox. So there's so many things you could do this month, just simple activities just to build awareness. You know, in order to help kids thrive, there's so many tools and so many play items that they could use that we already have around the house. You know, could draw pictures, whether it's with crayons or markers, color pencils or paintbrushes. I love those paint pens. Crayola makes also, I just saw today an advertisement, a really cool product. I forget what it's called, like Scribble Monsters or something, but they you paint these like decorative toys, these animals and figurines. And then you could scrub it off and do it again. So you actually have an animal, a pet to do that, which comes from Crayola also. You could watch birds. You could plant a garden. You could color eggs. You could take nature walks. Now in quarantine, a little harder, but after quarantine is lifted, or if you're not in quarantine, you could walk around the block. You could walk in different areas. You could use building blocks and draw with chalk, especially sidewalk chalk. Or if you have a chalkboard or you have those magnet doodles, which we love in our house, different drawing techniques, different drawing items. And these LCD writing tablets are also really cool and if you have the regular tablets or the kindles or the fires or the ipads also very good you could play hot potato especially with the ball you could use puzzles different puzzles for different ages whether it's an eight piece a 12 piece a 24 piece 48 piece or the like or more depending on the age of course painting is great these are all great activities nowadays especially in quarantine when we're in lockdown and sheltered in in our own homes you could also use play-doh there's thousands of ideas for play-doh we have a whole episode on that you could do jumping jacks of course go noodle Pinch clothespins and board games. You can make your own board games, paper and pencil. You can use board games if you have students or have to see uh, children or anybody on Skype or Zoom. You could also make an obstacle course or do animal walks. You could do bear crawls and you could do the wheelbarrow walking. You could do you could color with any different type of item and use stickers or tic-tac-toe. There are books and crafts. But also every day there could be a different activity that you could focus on. We also print out sheets for our oldest to use and there are different activities, different craft activities to try to do with our middle one. And even the little one likes to try to take the toys that are her older brothers even though she's a tiny little baby. Everyone could do something every day. So you could do flower wall push-ups one day and then you could cut the spring grass from paper another day. Spring activities are in full swing now that it's almost feeling like spring 
April showers, one day you can make a water sensory bin, but I would not recommend those gel balls because it looks like candy. Very nervous that kids would eat that. So those water bubble beads, those bubble water beads, I would watch out for even though they're very sensory nice, unless you have a much older kid that it's okay with. You could also make a balanced beam with flowers. It doesn't have to be a balanced beam, by the way. It doesn't have to be those fancy wooden blocks. It could even be like a piece of paint tape, and it could be whatever you like. It, it could be anything that could get them to walk in the straight line. You could put a piece of tape down. You could cut out a piece of oak tag in a straight line. You could cut out a piece of construction paper and put them together, making that balance beam and having them go toe-to-toe and seeing if they could balance on one foot or hop on one foot along the line also. You could cut eggs from paper and decorate them. You could make a plastic egg memory game or that famous game when we were all kids, especially in color war. It's when you have an egg and a spoon and walk across. Don't crack the egg, I think we called it. I don't remember what we called it, but using the plastic egg, not a real egg. We don't want that kind of uh, grossness in the house, but you could do that also. And then you could do a plastic egg memory game, putting different things in the egg and opening it, especially those toy eggs. You could fold up papers and the like. I Spy is a really great game. They have them online, and you could also get like the Where's Waldo version or the actual I Spy brand and different pictures. And if you have to find hidden objects or hidden pictures, I also love those things. Different items that's good for visual discrimination and figure ground, finding one item versus everything in the back. Like if you're in looking in a in a drawer and you're trying to find one thing versus everything else, not so easy. And for kids too, not so easy. Good to work on. You could also do farmyard animal walks and write a list of things to do in spring. Draw sidewalk chalk flowers or draw regular flowers. They have uh, markers for the bath. They have markers for the window. They have dry erase markers and dry erase boards. And they also have the regular chalk, and they also have the the regular markers and the like. Those are very good. Rainbow craft cut strips of paper to build a rainbow. We just did a rainbow thing that they had a they had a little rainbow hunt recently where everybody had to put a different rainbow in the door. That was very fun, and they're going to have another one where you have to look at different animals in the window. I'm not sure if they're doing that or not in the end, but everyone puts a different animal in their window, different stuffed animal also, which is cool. It's like going on a an animal hunt, an animal drive, like pretending to be at the zoo. So you could also go on a bug hunt. You could jump in puddles, real or make-believe. You could do bunny hops, make a spring trail mix, play leapfrog, spring theme, and Simon Says, and sidewalk hopscotch. There's a ton of sidewalk chalk activities. We have a whole episode on that also. You could be an inchworm and crawl on the floor. Activities and prone on the belly are fantastic. We also play throw the throw the, the hot wheels across the, the room. I forget what we called it, but we made a crazy name for it. And... It's a lot of fun to do that, especially in prom. You could also pick flowers and make a flower petal collage, or you could just do a collage on paper with construction paper, different colors. Trace cookie cutters with crayons to build flowers. Spring-themed yoga, frog hops, crumpled paper flower crafts, watered-down washable paints to paint the window, jump rope and chalk, obstacle course. You could do butter paper plate craft. You could plant seeds. You could do robin fine motor crafts, especially related to the birds. Build a bug house or write favorite things to do outside. There's so much to do. Even if we're outside, sorry, even if we're stuck inside, especially in these crazy times, sorry, we went a minute over. Just different different ideas for OT month with fine modern craft activities and some ideas for anxiety in our crazy times. Join us next time as we talk more tips and tools to help out everyone out there here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.